0: From the International Society of Analytical Trilogy, I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. And I was watching Charles Ferguson's Inside Job documentary again on the weekend. I showed it to some friends, actually, and watched their heads nod knowingly. These are pretty astute analysts down here of the social situation. Students and teachers with me of Dr. Norberto Keppi's scientific studies into the psychosocial causes of our myriad problems on the planet. They were not surprised at the facts, really, but they were very impressed at how Charles Ferguson put all that complexity into a coherent package. This is very well done. Essential viewing, I think. You know, down here we received the TNT channel in our cable TV package, and I'm flabbergasted at how many times the Harry Potter or Jason Bourne blockbusters have run. I think the Inside Job should be on that kind of rotation as well. But in all the brilliance displayed in Inside Job, I still think it suffers from not understanding the science of psychosociopathology which we bring to our show. Consciousness to Transform Society. Today, I'm thinking with somebody else's head we are as the chinese curse goes living in interesting times a quick look through the newspaper headlines points it all out in stark black and white and if you're like me maybe you feel the pressure of all this and i just want to take a moment here at the beginning of the program to reflect on the death of jack Layton, the leader of the new democratic party canada's official opposition party a few days ago i discovered jack Layton's work when i moved to toronto where he and his wife, Olivia Chow, were in the thick of social activism in that great city and fighting hard for the poor and underprivileged and, in fact, for all of us to have a more just and compassionate country. Uh, Jack Layton, I think, was everything a politician should be, no matter whether you agreed with his political views or not. He was a man who served, and this will be missed. I remember him as a positive man, and although that may have masked deeper problems, almost certainly it did, I appreciated this attempt to lift people with his optimism and humanity. Most of what I'm reading in the Canadian papers makes reference to that, actually. It was noticeable that he parlayed that into practical results that saw the NDP surpass all expectations and all past results, too, to sweep the party into its best-ever election results earlier this year and into the opposition seat in Canada's Houses of Parliament. You know, last night in my business English class, I was talking about ethics, and maybe that can help me to bring the circle around to Charles Ferguson, Jack Layton, and Norberto Keppi. The inside job showed how profoundly unethical is the world of finance and politics these days in North America, particularly the United States. Jack Layton shows us that idealism, laced with practicality and service, can get results. And Kepi brings the philosophical weight in assuring us that pure action is the essence of human beings. And he also outlines how against goodness we are, because of our psycho and mostly sociopathology. And that's something I want to talk about here at the beginning of the program. Kepi is talking a lot about how we need to awaken people's consciousness before they can transform society. He talks a lot in his books. Uh, This is from Work in Capital that I'm referring to now, a great book of his. But he talks a lot in his books about how the, the powerful have created the laws and imposed them on the people, and how his work is about trying to organize a system that favors the people, but uh, those who impose the laws have given very little support to Norberto Kepi's work, and that's why we do this radio program, and why you need to know about it, and why we'd like you to pass it on to other friends and family, so that they become part of this vibration of something new, this resonance with something new in Dr. Kepi's work. You know, it's interesting how uh, the word aggressiveness. If we want to talk about sociopathology, we need to consider this idea of being aggressive. If you look in the, the New World Dictionary of the American language, you'll see that the word aggressive uh, is an adjective for boldly hostile, for being bold and active, for being enterprising. So you're seeing here this this link with aggressiveness in our language and, and something constructive. But really the people who are aggressive are the least capable and productive because they're they're interested in exploiting others and, and, and having other people work for them. But you really see that when you move to a country like Brazil. You see a country that produces enormous amounts of products, not just... Cars for other companies, other countries and companies, but food products and many other uh, actual production that goes on here in Brazil, uh, countries like Mexico too, and you see that that that's being uh, all the production here is happening, and the people here are not having the value or the benefit of that work. So Dr. Kepi says that he has the impression there's a kind of fog caused by the socio-economic system. And this is something that we are, we're really trying to help you to understand here, that uh, socioeconomic power is the major cause of human suffering today. We see that we're working for banks now. Uh, the countries are so much in debt all over the world. And that money that we're in, in debt for is money that's been borrowed from, from banks, mostly from private banks. So we're all working huge amounts of hours and huge amounts of time just to pay banks. And so we have a situation that's very, very difficult because we're actually being obliged to work like slaves for the powerful. And our possibilities for action are just so reduced the labor market is restricted and blocked, that we can't dedicate ourselves to sane activity like research for its own sake, uh, mutual help, free work. If you want to do anything that benefits society, if you work inside a company and you have an idea for a social project to benefit society, it would be very difficult to sell that to your management unless they can see some public relations benefit of doing that. Uh, If you want to do uh, things that benefit society, it's very, very difficult to get the kind of support that you need to to go ahead and do that. Anybody who works as a social activist can realize what I'm speaking about there. The social environment is extremely coercive today because it was created by the powerful out of envy of the people, uh, envy of the people who work. And so we see these useless laws, this excessive policing, this enormous accumulation of public debt I was referring to our horizons are very very limited so we're pressured into a kind of coercive type of existence professions that are lucrative only for the powerful standardized homes vacations entertainment most of humankind has nothing to do because all of its wealth has been uh, taken over usurped by the powerful and uh, you know you can see this the the sort of the uh, white breading of our cultural heritage we you know we Pop culture is all that we consume, and we consume what makes money for the most powerful. So we're even limited in our cultural choices these days. We're being forced to work to make the powerful rich. We're being forced to work in inhuman activities, in services that are often completely unnecessary for the well-being of society. It's a sad picture, isn't it? And so we need to start understanding this very much. If you want to see and look into this a little bit more, to see how the... Economic system has become so corrupted, so uh, in the hands of uh, the powerful, and the the area of uh, financial speculation. Just do a little research if you want to do this on the the uh, Nobel prizes in economics for the last thirty years or so. Thirty years or so, start about 1979, 1980, and just have a look, if you will, at the. Uh, the uh, Nobel Prizes for Economic Sciences, you'll see almost all of them are linked to economic fluctuations, economic policies, um, financial markets, uh, industrial structures, structures and the functioning of markets, um, systems of national accounts, uh, pioneering analysis of saving and financial markets, the development, development of contractual and constituent, constitutional basis for the theory of economic and political decision-making, the theories of economic growth. All of the, the, the Nobel Prizes for economics have gone towards encouraging this economic hell that we live in of speculation, money for money's sake, to the point where we've stopped working. And this is really something that Norberto Kepi's work can help us to understand. I really encourage you to do more more uh, listening to our programs, but more reading of Kepi's books, too. His three seminal books on economics and the social setup today in North America are fundamental reading. The Decay of the American People and of the United States, Liberation of the People and Work and Capital. Those are all available on our website at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. They're very strongly recommended, and I hope you uh, can take advantage of those books and have a read-through. Well, we're going to have a short first part of our program today, shorter than normal, because I want to get to Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco very quickly with some optimistic and a very therapeutic look at the state of our world today. We'll do that when we come back. You are listening to Thinking with Somebody else's head. I'm Richard Lloyd Jones. Don't go away, we're coming right back. You are listening to Thinking with Somebody else's head and after a, a couple of weeks absence, we've missed you. Dr. Claudia bernhard shake goes back. Yes, I just want you to know that, that you've been missed.
1: Yes. Thanks God. Yeah. You're here. That you're here. You're still here <laughs> Yes
0: Bob Butler is joining us too, Bob Good morning, Richard Good always, morning, Doctor Always great Good to have morning,
1: you Good morning,
0: Bob uh, I was r- working on uh, Dr. Kepi's book, Work and Capital, on mm. the weekend Right We are revising this book Monine daly Hart and I are working hard to try and get this uh, revised
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. so, we don't have any copies in English of that book can you believe it? It's like there's no books. Working co- capital. Yeah, there's no books around. We can't find them anywhere. So if you have one, if you're listening <laughs> and you have one, <laughs> send it to us. And I found a chapter. Why do you
1: have it in PDF? We don't have it you? in
0: PDF. Okay. Yeah. So if people want it, they can certainly have it in that way. Maybe there's a couple of copies in the United States with. with. Um,
1: or in England.
0: Or maybe in England.
1: Yeah. In right, so no, a storehouse in England. Yeah. Storage.
0: Yeah. If people are interested after this in the, the book, we can get it yeah. to them. But Bob and I were looking at this too, and I published a little excerpt on my Facebook page mm-hmm. and had incredible response to it. Did you? Yeah, people Wonderful. were cutting it and pasting it. And, and so um, I thought I would just read that, and we could start with that. Because the, the title of the chapter I like is, We Must Awaken People's Consciousness Before They Can Transform Society. Mm-hmm. And I think this is important because uh, when I talk with my students, maybe Bob notices this too. Working with the students, sometimes they say, "But, but is consciousness enough? Don't we have to, you know, like go in the street in the streets?" So I want to I want to deal with that issue. And Dr. Kepi said here is a fantastic little piece of uh, of this para, this chapter. Dr. Kepi says, I have the impression that there is a kind of fog caused by the socioeconomic system that takes over the minds of people and systematically stifles any manifestation of human intelligence. We have to break through this veil of obscurity, and the only way is by doing work that is good and useful for humanity.
1: That's right, isn't Richard. that beautiful? this is wonderful, this is wonderful, and um it's amazing because we see this more and more that people are like drugged or like their consciousness are diminished yeah. or they are in this almost uh, like a limbo.
0: Lo- like lobotomized or something like yes. they can't react anymore yes, yeah.
1: so uh when we want to protest or, as you said, go to the streets or do anything or work for a change, we must first of all recognize or feel that there is something wrong to be corrected. If people don't realize that their lives is not correct, it's not the best lives they could be, that they are mistaken. And this is amazing, because people cannot compare the life they they have now, they live, and the life as it used to be in the past. It's such a difference. And some of us that are already older people, <laughs> right? Yes. We can sometimes <laughs> recollect when we hear, hear music or when we see a picture of the past, when we watch a movie of the past, so we think, oh, my God how life was much better at that time and how much or how how i was different i felt differently i lived differently I vibrated differently than I live and vibrate now.
0: It's very funny when I talk about this in the classroom I sometimes feel like I'm channeling my father because my father used to say that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the danger here is that people think, Oh, you're an old fuddy duddy, you know, yeah. always wanting things from the past. Come yes. On. What about the
1: modern times? Yes, yeah. Richard. How can we deal with this? This is such what a What do you think about this? <laughs> <I> mean, this <laughs> this think... is this is really difficult. Yeah. But anyhow we have to understand some of the basics. Uh, that even Jesus brought or the, the, the philosophers or kept in his psychopathological studies that we left behind um, the most vibrational feelings. And if you ask a youngster today about feelings, they, this is an area that they don't know really how to deal with because they can deal more with emotions, anger, Veracity. As those people in England, they were dealing more um, with veracity than even with anger. They are not revolted, seems so, against anything. They are enjoying the destruction. They are promoting. They are voraciously enjoying, like playfully enjoying the the, the destruction that they learn through the these games, video games, yeah, sure. uh, how much enjoy. Like how much pleasurable can be to destroy things and people and burn things and explode things. So if you have a, a little reason left in your brain, you will understand that there is something wrong in here. And people are starting to speak more and more gradually that society is sick, society is sick. English society is sick. The parliament members are starting to admit British society is sick. And what kind of sickness is this? This is the sickness Cappy have been bringing to our attention since a long time, the psychosociopathology, the the, the pathology of society brought by psychological problems that uh, now uh, took over most of the social structures. So if you think about feelings and love um, and, and, and sharing beauty... Now, on the other hand, Richard, more and more uh, the researchers are seeing the connection between healing and, for instance, hearing good music yeah. and having faith and having hope and doing good. And uh, even classical music, they are bringing this up again to attention, to the attention of people, saying that people can get cured of cancer and other diseases and increase their Im- immune system through this uh, connection with arts and aesthetics. So it seems that, on the other hand, if in one side... At uh, people are getting more and more sick and disconnected. On the other side, it seems that some individuals are entering in resonance with those trilogical concepts more and more.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because the, this is a universal thing. It's not something that's like old-fashioned. If yeah. it's something that's beautiful, it's scientific. It's scientific. Yeah. It's scientific. Yeah. So
1: if your students call you uh, old-fashioned, we have to remind them that this is a science. This is not being backwarded. This is being scientific, experimental, realistic, uh, having common sense.
0: Bob, I noticed you're leaning towards the microphone. Maybe you had something you were going to ask
1: and then. Or say or comment. Yes.
2: No, when Dr. mentioned the music, I immediately thought of a hospital that I know of, a teaching institution in the United States Um, in Milwaukee, and uh, in their hospice care center what they've begun to do. These people are terminal. They've given up on themselves, but they now uh, bring in a celloist uh, to play the cello.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, it's amazing when they interviewed the families of the patient that they themselves felt peace and felt comfort. It's only for 30 or 40 minutes, but they come in and the lady plays the cello and plays beautifully and at that point in time and during that time uh, they no longer think of the sickness they 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 enjoy the music there's a link there so I we should do, of, that, do that in our english classes maybe too well. bob <laughs> someone made a suggestion that i thought was really great we should be piping classical music out into the foyer here yeah. at a low
1: volume just uh, you know to bring peace to people and he speaks so beautifully, his language, isn't it? It's beautiful the way he speaks, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So beauty uh, enters in our senses, through our senses. And not only physical senses, but also energetic senses of the soul. We are an energetic being, so we respond very quickly to beauty because it's part of our essence. So we need to go back to the basis of civilization, to the old Greeks, for instance, to the old wise c- civilized people. And they are not backwarded at all. They are intelligent, developed, cosmic-minded people. Yes,
0: yeah, like We we, got, we thought the idea of like these old values became sort of obsolete or something. It's really a sickness in our 20th century, 21st century. It happened, isn't it? We started to... Dismiss the things of beauty and say, "Ah, that's for the, that's for my old parents, you know, not for me. I'm a modern."
1: not understanding that beauty is part of our essence, and it's part of the functioning of nature. Nature cannot function without beauty and aesthetics.
0: There's a scene that uh, Alex Froskari, one of the people who works very deeply with the Kepi Motor, brought to us of Bobby McFerrin, who's a great. Uh, artist from the United States uh, doing an experience with a, an audience where he was jumping on the stage and sounding a note and the audience would sing the note with him and then he'd go to the next note and teach them and then he'd go between those two bouncing between those two notes, and then he go to the third note without singing it, the audience knew. Mm -hmm. And he demonstrates how the audience knows intuitively all of these notes, which correspond to the black keys on the piano, the pentatonic scale, how the audience knows this intuitively. He says it doesn't matter where he goes, any audience can do that without being taught all the notes. So it's something that's Inside us, Claudia, beauty, harmony, it's not something that was just
1: invented, you know. (laughs) Universe is beauty. Universe is music, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this is beautiful. This is really beautiful to say and to conscientize and brings inner peace. Inner Harmony.
0: Because any musician knows that, or any, anybody knows, if you're listening ah, to it.
1: speaking about musician, now we can bring back that subject of Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse that yes. we talked about a couple of weeks yes. ago. I yes, I want to make a correction. Yes. After we recorded that program, doc- we commented with Dr. Kepi what we have spoken about. About the fact that and people were attracted. And the attraction people had for pathology and and disgrace. And I don't take this away totally and fully because those tabloids, they sell a lot. And also many things sell. But Dr. Kepi mentioned that even for a person that is destructive, like Amy Winehouse, uh, the success she was able to maintain and to increase was mostly due to her healthy part to the beauty of her singing and her voice because if she didn't maintain the beauty in her voice and her singing she would not be able to keep her success
0: what a point
1: huh? and some people uh, were com- doing some observations that the past shows that she gave and she was not able to sing anymore people did this via? They, they bo- booed. They booed her. Yeah. Very merciless booed her. Yeah. Very very merciless booed her. Yeah. Very. Yeah.
0: So there's something uh, very important about what she brought of beauty, of mm-hmm. harmony, of, uh, of incredible talent that really attracted people. Yeah. And maybe there's kind of a fascination as well with this watching the person go through a self-destructive part. But what we love in the person is yeah. what they do of beauty, of goodness. Yeah. This All is what Dr. Them. Kepi was saying.
1: Yeah. So even the evil things, they su- are supported by the goodness that is godly or divine, goodness in people. Even, even well, evil is not by itself existing. Evil is the destruction of goodness. Evil is the destruction of health, of beauty. So maybe people enjoy destri- destroying their own enjoy in terms of pleasure, seek pleasure, destroying their own beauty. So they 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 resonate with this that they are destroying their own talents, and they see this through Amy Winehouse
0: this is interesting I have to take a break but I want to make a a comment about this from a TV program I was watching yesterday where it really this exact point hit me watching so we'll we'll do that when we come back thinking with somebody else's head we are back in just a moment don't forget our website is at healingthroughconsciousness.com and we have Facebook pages set up too so join us all there okay coming back in a moment We are back. It's thinking with somebody else's head. Richard Lloyd Jones with Claudia Bernhard Pirscheko and our good mm-hmm. friend Bob Butler, who's
2: with us for a short period of time uh, more. Right, Bob? Not through September, through middle. I think September tenth. And said, he's he's
1: he's a kind of having a sad face, thinking about his leaving already. Yeah, yeah.
2: seems yeah. like I just got here.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. Bob.
0: Well, you're always welcome back. You know that. Mm. Yes, and I appreciate it. I was watching a TV show, a a series uh, from the United States called Mad Men about advertising in the 1950s and 60s, Claudia, and uh, this is a... A program of lots of excess. The guys drink too much, they're womanizing all the time. And they have this life where like on the surface, like like the advertising world, you know, on the surface, everything looks wonderful, beautiful. They have their home with their lovely wife and their two kids, but behind, they're always trying to to find other women, to drink themselves into oblivion, to you know, to try to fill maybe something that's not really there you know they don't have a real experience and last night the, the program I was watching one of the the leading actors in the show had a heart attack in the TV show the character yeah. had a heart attack and you can't believe the consciousness that it brought to everybody in the in the TV show now they don't know how to talk about that but you could see that everybody was going through a process of conscientizing something was missing in their lives from the result of this guy having a heart attack. One, the guy who had a heart attack realized that he hadn't shown much love to his wife and daughter, so he's having this experience in the hospital of realizing how much he really loves his wife and his daughter. Uh, His best friend is having an enormous consciousness that he's not happy in his marriage, that things aren't going the way he, he portrays on the surface. The office Strumpet, the girl who sleeps with everybody, is having enormous consciousness that she's throwing her life away. It's very interesting, what's happening as a result of this bad thing. So when you talked in our first segment about how we um, we it, it, the, the evil depends on good, I was thinking about that. Mm-hmm. That that the it's the goodness that we return to when we have crisis.
1: Mm-hmm. This morning, Richard, I was talking to a client. She lives in Sweden, and she's a therapist, and um, she gives conferences and she speaks to the public. Well, she holds seminars, classes about analytical trilogy there, and she was doing uh, making a comment that now in in Sweden there is a new method that is on. On the Rise. On the Rise, which speaks about solutions. Treating people like through solutions, giving solutions to...
0: Solution-based therapy, solution-based workshops.
1: Have you heard about that? I
0: haven't, but I can uh, certainly imagine. An American, North American oriented... I think so.
1: And she was doing a comment about the superficiality of, of this and how much people are rejecting to see the problems that exist. And she was doing like a comment and saying, well, we don't want to see the problems, we don't want to see mistakes that we do, so, so on and so forth. And then I was thinking that in reality, our therapy should not be focused really on problems. The problems we focus on are in order to heal what is not right, in order to jump as fast as possible to what is good, to pure act. So instead of calling our method therapy through consciousness of psychopathology or consciousness of errors or consciousness of problems. Okay, this is important. We need to see our envy. We need to see our arrogance. We need to see our negativity, our depression, so on and so forth. But we have, we should not stay on this focusing and fixing on this because in reality, what heals is pure action. We could say that Kapish therapy is mostly uh, action or uh, healing through pure action. If you perform a pure action, you don't need to see the denial of this because it, this is this is very very it's subtle. It's very subtle. Pathology is the denial of pure action. If you go directly to pure action. Uh, you can even see better how much you were denying pure action in the past. So it is always important to push yourself to push, to, to give a to do good actions, even if you are uh, if you are depressed, even if you are uh, discouraged, if you even if you think, well, this is not worthwhile, it will not work, it's it's well, but do it. Because when you do a pure action, and this is the basis of our essence, we, our essence is pure action. And this comes from Aristotle, even, from the ancient yeah. wise man. A long time ago. A long time ago. People who lived uh, closer to the, to the previous civilization as God created them. And so this, this notion has been swept away from our books, our movies, our everyday life. Pure action. Let, let
0: me let me tell you something that I notice in my good friend Bob Butler w- when he works with the students. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's intuitively doing what you're talking about. He, he doesn't work so much with the problem the student has. He works on building their confidence. And the students leave the classes many times, like energized, like feeling good about, wow, I'm I'm managing to do. Because what happens in language classes most of the time is that people deny what they know. They, mm-hmm. they reject it. And they, they
1: fix in their mistakes. Yes. They get, they get hooked. I don't say, I cannot speak. Yeah. I make this mistake. Yeah. And then, Bob, go
2: ahead. Yeah, Bob has this technique of, not even a technique, a way of being with them. Um, the other day, we had a private student and she was experiencing what a lot of the students do, a lack of confidence, didn't think she had the ability. And during the course of the hour, everything she said, I understood. Her pronunciation was more than acceptable by any standard. And at the end, she really thought I spoke Portuguese. <laughs> to the point where I had to take her to one secretary and then to another And have them tell her that I didn't speak very little Portuguese, if any. And her face just lit up. I really think she thought she talked the whole time in In Portuguese. Portuguese. And she walked across the street and she came back again to congratulate. Now what i do uh, i really don't know all i i know is it's action you yeah. know it's it seems focus. bob so, no, it seems sure.
1: bob that your energy your vibration um, brings them a lot of benefit it's not that much what you say and what uh, you express verbally the exercises you use but it's your energy your love uh, meaning, you want them to learn. You want to help them. So this is the true love, helping people.
2: And that's pure action. And pure I think action. that's at least in my country, I think there's a lot of that lacking.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And if people would just, you know, touch that in their lives, I, I think they could be surprised. Now, I'll be candid and tell you, when I go home, it's a challenge it's It's different there than it is here uh, here inside this energy right where where we do this every day yes it, it's different it's a challenge. It was a challenge as you know for me last year when i I came to keep that link to keep that resonance, that vibration that's the challenge and again, as I hear you speak, the real thing that we need to do is just be in pure action. <laughs> Because when people are ill, they don't move around, and then they wonder why they don't get better. But when they get going and get moving, eh, they, they do get better.
1: That's how United States was built as an incredible nation in the past, because there were doers, doers of good action. All of North America, all the good values were built upon or upon the good and pure actions of its citizens. Uh, And then evil doers, evil, powerful people uh, took advantage from this incredible, beautiful structure that immigrants had developed and many American-born citizens developed in the country. So this was the true United States that we wanted to um to help not to, to decline, not to decay as it is in the moment. Because an economic decay, it's not something economical just or alone. It's not economy that brings decline or decadence to a country. It's the decadence of its citizens that brings the economic decline. So this is something that is important to see. And the decline was that they started to deny the value of the pure action and the good deeds that they performed in the past. You don't build a nation with this structure just by playing or sleeping or taking drugs or smoking or whatever having fun and traveling you have to work with love and endurance to build a nation the way you build it in the past
2: and there's many examples of that in the United States uh, where the immigrants immigrants like in Chicago you know they they built the city along with other nationalities they reversed the flow of the Chicago River I mean some monumental things and
1: monumental things you were right and the universities you built there huge campuses beautiful, useful uh, incredible! And presently, I heard by an American client that those campuses are now almost forbidden for the average American citizen because they cost so much that they get like all and like wrapped up in in the debts they have to. to
0: Hundred thousand dollars in debt the, when they leave university or more.
1: Yeah, and the insure in the, um, the, the
0: the loans. The loans. The loans
1: and how do you say? What you have to pay for.
0: Interest. Interest. Yeah, the interest on the loans.
1: That they have. Yeah. So And, and so, so expensive and mm-hmm. things that in the past cost nothing or very little. This is something absolutely...
0: So in psychological terms, if
1: we... I don't want you to get depressed about yeah. this... <laughs> Bob, I feel that, I feel this subject causes such a depression to United States citizens. Yes. Uh, but who knows? Who knows what is going to happen still?
0: Well, I think it's important to see what's going on there. And
1: it's not only in the United States. No. It's all over.
0: And you know what's really interesting about that? If it has been uh, uh, kind of a uh, destruction of that, it's not so difficult to return well, it is difficult because we lose the habit, right? Like we lose our muscles, but it's not so difficult to return to what it what built the country. It, returned it to is,
1: it. it is difficult, Richard. Yeah. It is difficult.
0: This is the problem, maybe, and then, it eh? is
1: as difficult as for a, a person who went so, too far in its negative habits to go back to health.
0: So, is this what causes it the is depression? Difficult. Maybe and this, this
1: is, is something because if you have the strength to start doing something good. And then you, your consciousness increases. And then you start seeing, my God, look, now I want to do something good, and I feel the difficulties, and enormous difficulties. So this is like a discouragement for people to start back again, and they give up. And we should, we should try hard to get united. All those who still have something left in terms of good energy, in terms of good action and pure action, to get together and make this enormous sacrifice in order to help what is still to be saved yeah. in the country or in the world. Yeah. Now we speak uh, in worldly t- terms and we see that we are in a verge of something s- s- very serious. We feel that, something extremely... Um, somber is near, because we are already leaving yeah. a lot of somber things.
0: Let's talk about that when we come back. because I think that you have some, some things you could talk about there that might help and give us encouragement, Claudia, and a, a view of what's happening in the world. We're back in just a moment on thinking with somebody else's head. Don't go away. The program is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We're on our website at HealingThroughConsciousness.com, streaming through iTunes and uh, Facebook, you know, all those kind of social networking things. Do get in touch with us there because we actually have some very interesting conversations going on on our Facebook page from people who are making comments about our programs and various ideas that are coming up. But you alluded uh, before the break, Claudia, to the something somber, Mm -hmm. (laughs) intense, Mm -hmm. Happening. I don't know if it's just me. I feel it enormously mm-hmm. a pressure uh, that I feel sometimes in my stomach, sometimes in my head. I feel this pressure to do more, mm-hmm. to be more focused, to um, not waste any time, to make sure these programs go out regularly. It's a tremendous sacrifice hard work for us to put these programs together it takes editing and production time and getting them out to people you know you sometimes wonder is it worth it you know here we are talking for 45 minutes and, and intense things so I feel very much this what are you what are you feeling about that how are you uh, uh, dealing with that understanding that
1: uh, you you feel the need to to, to help, because it's, it's kind of this thing of the quickening, right? Yes. <clears throat> the quickening thing that uh, we see that choices must be, be made and we don't have that much time because some kind of uh, confrontation seems to be coming. And uh, there are those who want the good for humanity, and there are those who want the good, between quotes, just for themselves. And this group is became very powerful. And they took over many uh, sectors of civilization. Um, so at this point, uh, the good people seem to be um, without too many means to defend themselves. But we have the strength of consciousness and we have the strength of the good energy we possess if you if you are at the side of being good and doing good we get a kind of protection energetic physical protection and we also have now to count on transcendental factors If we cannot do something by our own conditions and means, we have to have the faith that we can do it through God. And a science cannot work without God. Anything can work without God, or nothing. Nothing, nothing can work without God. Nothing can work without yeah. God yeah. and His power. So, uh, it seems that we are like powerless, we are defenseless, but... In, if you see it in a, in a broader spectrum, in, in a larger uh, length of time, um, in the near future, we will see that goodness will prevail. And not only because of prophecies, not only because of the Bible, because the Bible says this, but because of science, that reality is essentially... Good and beautiful and truthful. So reality, by itself, by nature, by it loss, its laws, its laws is good, beautiful and truthful. Therefore, we, which which are eternal beings, uh, if we if we choose to be in resonance with this vibration, we don't have to fear anything, even if we would lose our bodies, this would mean very little.
0: And even if it doesn't appear that it's going to be okay. Dr. Kepi said in one of his books, something that really struck me, he said, there are certain few people in history who had the good fortune to realize the enormous benefits of doing good. Yeah. And I think this is interesting. He talks about it. them being, being fortunate to realize that doing good has a benefit. Because yeah.
1: it's not always so obvious. You no, know? Generally, we know that after a, a decade or two decades or a century or some centuries, that that person was, had such an influence in civilization. Da Vinci, for instance, at his time, he was so much persecuted, humiliated, and now we speak about Da Vinci as a genius that influenced humanity so much. And also the uh, philosophers of the Illuminism or the, the, the centuries of light. How, how do you see? Yeah, that? We
0: call this like a, the, the Illuminist philosophers. The right?
1: Illuminist but philosophers. They had their heads cut off yeah, at the time. At the French Thomas Revolution. Thomas Morris had his head cut off. Thomas Morris. Yeah. So uh, not only them... Uh we, of course, we, we can speak about all the, the good men in, in history, all yeah. the good men and women. Uh, at the time they lived and struggled, they probably thought, am I doing enough? Will have any effect, my actions will have any effect, good effect or meaningful effect? on 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 human beings humanity society, and later on we see how much or how important any good action
0: is so they were they were fighting in their ideals for a better time heroes is th- is that better heroes. time yeah heroes. heroes are those heroes is the time they were fighting for now do you think is now the time that all these People were, were... They
1: are together with us. This is what you mean?
0: Yes. And also, is this the time when we can actually have what they were trying to achieve for all those we years? We can
1: join them in this fight, and we can te- testify or witness the change. I think that many of us uh, will... Be able to testify I don't know about me but many of those who are presently living in the planet they will be able to testify uh, to how be
0: witnesses to
1: how much uh, goodness will prevail and uh, and this is because of logic because evil has not essence in itself so no matter who is left and what is left will be good
0: it can never win evil evil yeah, can never win for sure So if we're doing something for good, we're on the right side. (laughs)
1: Yes, and we will not uh, uh, disappear. We will maybe temporarily uh, lose our bodies for a time. And if we are dedicated to good action and pure action, we will resurrect or we will receive back again a body uh, that will be even more beautiful. Than today, because if we dedicate ourselves to pure action, we will we will like receive or through the energy, uh, or the the source, the major source of energy, the essential energy source, which is God, we will receive back His energy, and recuperate uh, bodies that will be really beautiful. So it it, and it depends on the choices. We will recover the bodies as our. Uh, as we deserve them. So, 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 so evil people that are evil in their intentions here and are still beautiful, plastic surgeries, uh, exercising, <laughs> yeah. uh, cosmetics, yeah, good food, clothes, yeah. beautiful clothing, good genetics, when they come back with the body, their body will not will will resemble their intentions. will show up. Very clearly.
0: So I'm having a consciousness as you're speaking that maybe what Dr. Kepi was talking about in terms of the good fortune these people had to realize the enormous benefits of doing good, they had a little more contact with this universal, essential element that they're timeless, that they're outside.
1: And this is so beautiful, Richard, because it's not religion, it is also um, giving. Um, credit to religious writings and, and knowledge, to theology. But it is pure science. It's new physics. So it's really beautiful.
0: The new physics being... To understand
1: that, God yeah. through his science. Yeah. but Because God is not a, a religious being. <laughs> He's all wisdom and all scientific and all philosophical, all, all theological, he's all everything. So he must be an incredible scientist, too. And he is. And he teaches his science.
0: And as we resonate with that energy, we have these things that you're talking about, this more eternal life, this yeah. more contact with these eternal values and with all the people from the past and the future who've also been resonating with that
1: So people who are faithful, for instance, they have a religion, they're Catholic, they they pay attention to some messages of the Holy Mother, or if they are uh, Protestant, or if they are Evangelic, and they follow the prophecies of the Bible, the Testaments, or if they are Islamic, and they follow the Koran, or if they are Jewish, and they are waiting for the... They will be taken (laughs) during the rapture by these pieces of hair they grow.
0: Right. (laughs) Well,
1: everybody has their own faith and their own prophecy. So, understanding the prophecies through science, through the true science, it's so encouraging. It's really encouraging.
2: Do you feel encouraged, Bob? I do. There's some powerful words being expressed here faith through understanding, goodness truth and beauty and pure good action. Mm -hmm. If only we as humans would just grab on to those, it would be a marvelous ride for whatever journey we have Mm -hmm. left in us. And believe Mm -hmm. that it's not uh, not an old fogey idea. (laughs) This is something
0: that's totally (laughs) relevant. It's futuristic.
1: (laughs) It's cosmic.
0: It's the most relevant, the most... I say sometimes to my students, you know, doing good is really cool. It's, it's, really like, it's like it's cool today. It's not like an old-fashioned idea. It's something that's really makes
1: sense for our lives. Yes. And, of course, we're not going to be um, taken by what we dress, uh, the hair we have, or the name we have in, in the books of some churches, if we give the, the money for the pastor or the priest every weekend. Uh, but through, because of the... Pure actions that we perform. So if we really realize this, we will always think we are doing too too little. Too little. We could do more. We should do more. We could do more. Because then we would live like in heaven, here already. Yeah. According to in accordance to our essence.
0: What a beautiful conversation. You'll come back next week and we can continue.
1: Yes. God (laughs) willing. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thinking with Somebody Else's Head is produced at the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our website is healingthroughconsciousness.com. Our email is joneshealing at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, pass it on. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. Great to have you listening and talk to you next time.